You're listening to the Dealmaker Podcast, hosted by multi-millionaire property investor, entrepreneur, and Guinness World Record holder, Liam Ryan. Discover how to start, scale, and grow your business. Become a better negotiator, create more opportunity, and make massive profit so you can live the life of your dreams. In this podcast, I'm going to be doing a deep dive, is buy to let investments actually passive income. Okay, so let's get started. What is passive income? Well, look, passive income is really doing something once, never having to get involved again, and then making money even while you sleep, week after week, month after month, year after year. So can buy to lets actually be passive? Well, they're not 100% passive because there is always something to do. However, they can be extremely close to passive and I'm gonna be sharing with you some of the key factors to think about so you can buy, you can refurb, you can refinance, you can build a successful property buy-to-let portfolio by doing less, earning more, and making money while you sleep. So some things to really think about when buying property. Number one is unemployment rate. And the average here in the UK is 4.8%. You wanna make sure you are buying in an area where there is good employment. Many of the reasons why landlords do not make money passively from buy to let is because they buy the wrong property in the wrong location and they have the wrong type of tenant. And they are rogue landlords. They're not looking after their tenants. My tenants I see as customers. My tenants I see as assets. You've got to give them a five-star service, but you've also got to want to make sure you've got the right tenant type in your property, in an area where there is good employment, where you can find great tenants. The second thing to look at is what we call the UK crime rate. And it's 102.6 per thousand people. So I wanna make sure that the area I'm investing in has low crime. That also brings me nicely on to number three, which is the demographic breakdown. What are we looking at in terms of unemployment? What are we looking at in terms of people on benefits? Are we an area where there's some high net worth, sophisticated type individuals, high income earners? So demographic breakdown is very important. The next thing to think about is stock levels. I don't know about you, but do you want to start scale and grow a property portfolio? And I don't advise the scattergun approach. You want to be focusing in on an area where there are good stock levels. Because trust me, when you do this right and you start generating 2,000, 5,000, 10,000 pounds a month passively from a buy-to-let portfolio, you're going to want to scale and grow and really start to build that legacy. So make sure you've got good stock levels. I typically don't invest in villages or hamlets or small towns. I want to be in good areas, really good areas where there is great demand demand for rental properties. No point buying in an area where there's no demand. So you want to make sure there is great demand for rental properties. And look, here's the thing. We live on a small island. They're not making any more land. We have a massive shortfall of homes being built year on year. 
demand for rents in many parts of the country are the highest we have ever seen them. Wages are going down, cost of living is going up. It is harder for people to get their first residential mortgages. So they are looking for an alternative. They are looking to rent. Number six, ensure that you look for the right location with the correct type of amenities. So when I'm buying buy to let I wanna make sure that there are local shops, local supermarkets, uh, good transport links into the town center or maybe into London. I wanna ensure that um, people can get to a healthcare facility, a doctor or hospital not too far away. So always look at the amenities because if you buy the right property in the right location, it's going to be more passive than if you get the wrong property in the wrong location and then you're just spinning around like a headless chicken all the time. Next thing to look at are schools. What schools are in the area? What type of good schools are around? Uh, number eight, what are the local companies? A lot of the people that rent from me are from the local companies. So I wanna make sure there's good companies in the local area. Have a look at what building work is going on. Uh, construction companies, because you can actually go out to these companies and it's a great source of potential tenants that are gonna come into your property. They're a good tenant, they work for a great company, they're getting paid well, and again, that means you haven't got to chase down those tenants. And the next thing to think about is your power team. So when you have a great power team in place, it means you can do less, you can earn more. Now I'm very leveraged in property. I've been involved now with over 28 million pounds worth of property deals. I've personally raised over nine million pounds in joint venture funding. I'm now one of the co-founders of the UK's leading property business and wealth training companies. I've literally trained thousands and thousands of people over the last seven years to go and have better quality of lives, make money. And I always go on about this, have a great power team. So some of the people you need to be thinking about, having a great building team that's gonna go in and do your refurbs. There's no point just trying to save a few quid here and a few quid there. If you want the best, you've got to pay for the best. And I believe that you should provide a five-star service out to your tenants. Never, ever let somebody rent from you if you would not live in that property. Remember, you're providing amazing homes for people that are gonna create amazing memories with their loved ones, their children's. So make sure you do a good job on the refurb. Also, you wanna make sure you've got some brokers in your team, people that are gonna go and find you the best mortgage deals. Agents, yes, I love agents. Most of our deals come from agents and there are three different types, letting agents, estate agents, and you've also got land and commercial agents. And actually, you also have deal sources. These are the people that are gonna bring you great deals. And then you've gotta think about the management. I personally don't manage any of my properties. I have someone in-house, or I have also used letting agents. So you can go and get a letting agent to manage that property for you, and that's gonna take up less time. And of course, it's important to have a strong finance team. So a bookkeeper, so they can prepare managed accounts for you. An accountant, so they can submit your accounts. And a tax advisor, so you can earn more, you can pay less tax, but it's very important 
to have a strong finance team in place. You don't have to employ them. You can go and outsource this so you can find a bookkeeper, you can find an accountant, you can find a tax specialist. And when you have all of these things in place, it brings us nicely on to point number 10, which is you are the average of the five people you hang around with. Not just in your personal life, but also in your professional life upgrade your circle. And maybe you're in a position right now where you've got some negativity. Maybe it's your loved ones, your children, your partners that are holding you back. And when you upgrade the people you hang around with, this is how you go and get faster results. And I make it my mission to hang around other very successful, multi, multi, multi-millionaires that are doing far more than what I'm doing because you don't know what you don't know. So when you follow these foundations, these simple steps that I've shared with you, can buy to let be passive? Well, not 100%. You can literally buy and forget enjoy the passive income, allow those buy-to-lets to increase in value. You can lock in on equity in the future. And hey, I'm not being funny. For 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 pounds a month passive income, if it takes up a little bit of your time, is that really a bad deal? It's a great deal. You're listening to The Dealmaker Podcast, hosted by multi-millionaire property investor, entrepreneur, and Guinness World Record holder, Liam Ryan. Discover how to start, scale, and grow your business. Become a better negotiator, create more opportunity, and make massive profit so you can live the life of your dreams.